Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts. Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coaching Youth Hoops. And Bill and I will not be coming from you from coming to you from the fifth quarter studios. Um, we are going to be coming from the Blue Wire Studios in the Wind Casino. Very excited about that. Um and did a couple did a couple of podcasts in Vegas and it was awesome. Um, they'll be over on YouTube. Um, but just wanted to let you know that. Um, and to go over and check out coachingyouthhoops.com. You can sign up for uh, any future updates or go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. But let's head off to the podcast. Hopefully. Right. Uh, yeah, hopefully. So I think the the second topic we had was how to prepare for the off season. We kind of touched on that a little bit. Yeah, we kind of touched on that one a little bit. Um, yeah, I think just studying, learning. Yeah, we're learning where you can improve. Come right. To mind, right. Finding resources, yeah. finding a mentor. Yeah. You know, if you want to become good at something, I think we live in a a day, uh, an age of if you want to learn something, you can. Like I can take a physics right. class at Harvard right. if I want to. That's right. I go online yeah. and watch it and do the material and mm-hmm. might not get a grade, but I can learn it. I think it's similar right. to youth coaches. It's like, you know, how much time do you want to put into it is what you're going to get out of it, both for yeah. your kids and the other kids and you. And, um, you know, it's not the end all, but I think it's like if you want to become better at it, you're going to have to put the time in, especially at the youth That's- level. And you'll and to be honest with you, talking about winning, you'll win more if you do that. <laughs> that's right. Do you know any place where they could go to learn stuff? That's oh, I do. Maybe. You go to teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get yeah. better. There we go. Yeah, that's a cheap <laughs> cheap plug. Oh, I I'll I'll look that even, one up. I wasn't even going to do that, but anyway. Uh, no, Perfect but I'm just segue. saying. I think that's again. You can find a dad that maybe he's coached before. Or a former yep. high school coach, or there's people in your area that will help you. People always want to help. If you ask nicely, yeah. the younger you are, the more willing they are to help you. But they're definitely willing to help you. I don't think that's an issue. No, no, exactly. I love talking to other coaches and right as I know. well. It's just yeah, it's rewarding. So 
Yeah, no, because I, mean, I know they're helping kids, right? And that's what I'm all about. I want to help the kids. Right. One I million mean, in ten years. One million in ten years. Positively. Are you are you lives. in are we a year in yet? April almost, right? Has it been a year or has it been more than a year that we've been doing this podcast? No, April is when well, this is April when we launched the first podcast. Gotta get our we gotta talk about what we're gonna do for the one year anniversary. We'll have to do something. Was it really Absolutely. April April of last year? April. April of last year, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. Well, we're on like we're in like the almost the fifties. I know. Yeah, April thirteenth. Yeah, April. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, it doesn't fall on a Friday. We'll have to do something yeah. special for the one year anniversary. Yeah, we'll have to do something. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. All right. So the next one was you had uh yeah. you had the top ten list, right? Your top ten list. Yeah, top list of building a, sec- a successful youth team. Yeah. What do you think? What does it take to do a successful youth team? Oh, you know what's happening right now? Talk about real time. My dog's getting excited here in the background. I'm going to have to go let her out. That, One let her out. That's okay. So trust me, this happens on a regular basis on our podcast. So um, top 10, it does. Top 10 things. So I think the biggest thing is participation. What do you mean? Well, the, the kids are they're, they're feeling, especially at the younger ages, that you know mm-hmm. if you're trying to build a either a program or a team, that kids yeah. feel like they're an integral part of that system. And at the youth, like I've always said, yeah. you don't want to be this kid's last coach ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be a good youth coach, you like let them be the ones that decide to stop playing, but you should not be the one. I think a successful one is. They all had it, especially if you're dealing with fourth graders, they should all have a fun, successful feeling about it when they leave. That could be one, two, three, four on my list, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, so participation, fun. Um, You know, I would, you know, know, a lot of youth coaches I talk to, it's hard, too, because they have one, maybe two practices a week uh, from, you know, one hour to, to an hour and a half. And... You know, as you know, there's a lot to fit in um, in a game and teach. So I think with that said is come in prepared. Knowing that you can't teach everything in the limited amount of time that you do have, um, but what do you believe in? Uh, You know, your top three things, focus focus there and, uh, you know, create that list that we're going to be really good at X. We're going to be okay at Y, and we just we're not going to get to Z, right? right. Uh, and I think if you come in structured, um, and you know, you know, you plan out your first, you know, month of practices, uh, I think that will go a long way. And then you obviously you can make tweaks based on you know, you, obviously you don't know what your team is going to look like in the fall and who's going to show up, and you know, a lot of these are draft type things, so or they just get automatically selected. Then you can make tweaks, but. You know, fundamentals and just being prepared, I think you will see just success on that. Because a lot of coaches aren't. They just like, oh, oh my gosh, I got practice tonight. You always talk about this. Got practice tonight at, you know, five o'clock and I get done with work at four and I'm scrambling what I'm going to do. And you end up playing knockout for an hour and a half. You know, (laughs) well, here's the thing for someone that's taught for 35 years, I never walk into class without a plan. I never walk into class without a plan. Like now, sure. Monday is going to be an interesting day when I land in Milwaukee at one and I have to teach at eight. 
So, but I have a plan. I already have a plan ready to go for Monday morning. I know what I'm going to yeah. do. How effectively I do it's going to be a different story, but I know what I'm going to do on Monday. Okay. Yeah. So it's the same with this. It's like, otherwise, yeah, you're going to come in and do layup lines. You're going to do something silly. Right. You have to have a plan right. about twice a week. Okay. When am I going to work on my offense? Am I going to have my defense in? What skill sets do, what skills do they yeah. need to work on? That's the bigger issue. If you're a fourth right. grade girls coach in Nebraska, great. But they probably need to work on their ball handling. They probably need to work on their, you know, passing more than the, you know, the Princeton offense. Um, so I think that's the bigger issue is like, what are you specifically working on? And do you have it mapped out over a specific amount of time? Yeah. And, and don't boil the ocean, right? And I think we get a lot. Oh my God. I don't of, think I've get... ever heard that expression. What is, boil the ocean? Well, just trying to do too much, right? Oh, I've never you know, heard that uh, expression. Yeah, and uh, there is a lot, right? But your fourth grade, fifth grade, you know, team, you just there, you don't have enough time, right? <laughs> um, there's just not enough time in the, in in practice, and uh, uh, so focus on a few things and do those really well. Did you just Google that? I did. I did not Google that. I'm going to be totally yeah. honest for the people that are listening <laughs> to the podcast. 100% to not Google boiling the ocean. <laughs> I'm going to be honest because I always tell my players to be honest. I Googled yeah. the second game I have in my parlay along uh, with the, the bet one. that I have in. It's the Hartford uh, Chicago State Cougar score. It's 0-0 a minute in. So I said I'm not too worried about it. Again, I'm in Vegas. When you're in Vegas, yeah. if you're not gambling, you know, on vacation, it's like, what's, you know, anyway. What's the play? What's the play? That's the play. Yeah. You and I will sit in the sports book and map out the entire year of coaching youth hoops. How long a drive would it be from you to here? Five hours? No, a little bit longer. I don't remember. I, we drove it one time. It might be six. I think it's six to LA from here, isn't it? It's five or six from Yeah, LA. we're about the same because we're, okay. yeah, Vegas is kind of in the middle where I am. Shoot, you, you can you, drive. Like, You'll drive like, down then. You'll, you won't even fly. No, I would, I would probably fly. It'd be cheap. It'd be a cheap flight. It's cheap. Oh, yeah. It's cheap to get to Vegas from Oakland, right? Actually, I'm going to look it up. I'll tell you in two seconds. <laughs> I will Google that. No, I'm curious. You're Googling it. No. So as he's Googling that, I'm going to keep talking about it. there by six. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. I have no idea. I bet it's a couple hundred bucks, uh, though, huh? Maybe less than that. But yeah, it depends on what you're. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What time of the anyway. time? Um, yeah. So no. So I think I think develop, so developing a successful youth team is kind of again. I think it's what is a, what is success to you? That's right. That, define success. That's probably one of the first things, right? It's not wins and losses. It's not, and I guarantee for a lot of people either listening to this podcast or that I've seen on Saturdays at a at a shootout. Sometimes it is, and I don't think it should be. I agree with you. Um, But, uh, yeah, I I, I think you have to define what success is. And like I said, I think one of the things is just that success from year to year, like making sure that they come out the following year. You know, the number of girls that we lose to basketball, to lose to volleyball, lose to soccer, lose to these things is because it's huge huge because it wasn't successful. It wasn't fun. It wasn't they were learning. There wasn't a community in which they were building. 
I think that's that's the issue. Well, and if you look at all the surveys out there, you know, as coaches, we think, oh, fun equals wins. And, but all the surveys that the kids do and fill out, wins is not in the top five. Right. And, I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I went to a clinic before once and they asked the coach, they asked mm-hmm. the coaches, write down, write down the coach that influenced you the most and why. They had them do every every coach in this clinic had to do that. And you wrote it down, and then they called on a bunch of them. And I wrote down a coach, and then I wrote down why. And I he goes, I get, I go, I bet it's how that coach made you feel, and I yeah. bet it had nothing to do with X's and O's. Was your why? And nobody yeah. said, you know, they ran, they taught me the flex offense well, or they taught me how to play man to man defense yeah. well. No, it's like. My high, like my high school coach, kind of got me the love of this game. That was what yeah. he did. It's like, do I remember what we ran? Kinda, but it wasn't. It was, it was that I wanted to please him. That he taught me that I love the game. It's the same thing with these kids when they yeah. if they filled out a survey. That's what they should put on that survey. It's how they how you made them feel, and did you give them a love for the game? Not that you have the greatest out of bounds play that's going to score on a Tuesday in some tournament somewhere. Who cares? Yeah. You know, um, that's I, I think that's for me. That's a successful team. Yeah, go I, through. I totally, I totally, it's hard. You know, it's, it is hard as a coach when you're you know thirteen and zero is really exciting versus zero and thirteen. Um, uh, but at the same time, you know, did the like you said, did those kids come back? Are they having fun? Are they connecting with their friends on that team? Um, did you teach them life lessons in both of those situations, 13 and 0 and 0 and 13, right? Um, you know, we, I think that's the message we're missing too with, with sports is why are we doing it in the first place? It's, it's an extension of the classroom and we have to, we have to draw, help kids draw those conclusions of, you know, what if, you know, winning with respect Right, playing with respect. What does that mean? And then losing with grace. Right. Right. Um, and and you know what hard work means and sacrifice. And yeah, I'd rather go to that birthday party, but I made a commitment to my team. Right to be yeah. there and play. And that's so. and, and it's hard. We've had this discussion. It's hard on yeah. the players because sometimes they want to be there and they don't have the choice. Like I always exactly. feel like I always yeah. feel like my juniors right. and seniors have some choices. Not always, but for the most part. But you know they can make a better argument than a fifth grader can. Yeah, a fifth grader can't jump in the car and drive themselves to practice. You know that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. mom doesn't want to get on the car on a Tuesday in February to take you to practice. What's the kid going to do? So that's a, a little bit more empathy, a little bit more understanding from the youth coaches. Yes, you want them there, but sometimes we don't have that control. Um, yeah, you know. All right. That's anything right. else you think for? Making a successful, I'm holding up air quotes, a successful, successful, yeah. Youth I just think, team. again, I would end with this it's just love on the kids, right? Just uh, love on the love on the kids. Let them know they're going to respect you when you respect them. And, you know, let them know it's not about, you don't even have to say it that the wins and losses, but show them that you care and you'll have a successful season. That's just my two cents. I know. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a hundred percent. Sports social podcast network.